Hello and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Southampton 1, Liverpool 0. The Reds have problems and to try and identify what those problems are, um, I have Beryl Agus in the Netherlands. Beryl, um, hiya. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 beyond fuming now. I'm just uh, yeah, trying to make sense of all and uh, sad. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, life's shit enough as it is at the minute. I don't need the reds fucking spiraling me further into depression. But alas, here I am. Uh, I've also got Neil Patterson in Berlin, Chief. How are you? Yeah, they're all pretty much. Summed it up there. I was fuming. We had a bit of a pre pod, which was cathartic, so I'm past the fume now. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, everything else is bollocks, so come on the fucking red, sort it out. So we're going to get into this here. That wasn't not pleasurable viewing. Another exercise in frustration, and we've had a few of those in recent weeks or recent game days. Yeah, so um, let's just start with the lineup. Chief, um, Henderson drops into centre-half. Um, it's our 10th centre-half partnership of the season, um, which I think says it all. Um, alarm bells. Alarm bells. You know, it's, it's a midfield three that's never played together either, um, which, again, the game, the way it is obviously influenced by the early goal, for whatever reason, we just we just absolutely it takes us to get in the change room at half time to recover from that. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was it was that was a lot of things. I mean, first of all, the lineup obviously um, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of um, conjecture about whether and when we'll see Jordan Henderson drop into that centre back, given the paucity of options that we actually have there. Um, in the in the wake of the three big injuries we've got there in that position, so tonight was the night from the start, and um, he did all right to be fair. But unfortunately for him, he's a little too deep on that first free kick, which is a very dubious award in the first place. But uh, I won't spend too much on that. And he uh, and unfortunately Danny Ings gets in, and it's a perfect finish. He's a very very good finisher, and uh, he, he was quite made up for him to be honest because he sort of deserved it. Um, but then you're absolutely right. It does take us until half time to to get to grips with it, which which is strange for us. I suppose you've got to put that down to the um, to the um, I don't want to say strange, but to unfamiliarity. The, yeah, unfamiliarity, unfamiliar lineup, and the un, uh, unfamiliarity of of those playing alongside each other. Um. So we were too stretched, far too stretched. We 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 were too deep. Uh, the back line, there was too much space in between, which caused us to become stretched, which made it easy for them to play in between the lines, uh, which they did to uh, you know which they which they did and uh, to to great effect. Um, having said that, they didn't cause us that many problems after the goal. They get their goal and then. Um, it's a bit of a bitty first half. We don't really get our act together, although um, we don't look in any way particularly threatened after that. As, as I mentioned before, they don't create any other big chances, as far as I can recall. Um, I can't remember Alison making any big saves or anything. So, 
so yeah, we get that we get the halftime and it's the one nil, and you're sort of happy given that we concede in the first minute. But having said that, it's not a first half where you at any point really feel, oh well, our goal's coming here, and we're like you remember earlier in the season, go one nil down. For, Fuck it, we're coming back. There's no no go two down. Ah, oh, we're gonna win three two. Today, I I almost didn't feel. I mean, when we first conceded, I thought, ah, oh, well, we're definitely gonna win. It's grand. But after about ten minutes, I began to feel mm, it's looking like one of those days here. And uh, unfortunately, we sort of seemed to play a bit like that, which which was what I was gonna say. It was a bit bizarre. We we didn't play as if we had the um, as if we are the team that we know we are. We didn't play as if we had the, the belief that we would turn it round. There was almost desperation in the play from very early on, which was strange, but maybe understandable given the recent results. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing for me that was really frustrating, Beryl, is the first half, it was, it, it didn't really, there was no real pattern to play. But the thing that frustrated me immensely was that, there, as Chief certainly says, there was massive spaces in between the lines. Um, but their first, pretty much every second ball that drops in there, um, we seem incapable of playing through the phases of the pitch. We can't beat their press. That first half, you know, the team of two years ago would have had that game dead and buried, probably in in a 20-minute period in that first half because of how open it was and how stretched the two teams were. But at no point did did we seem to be able to penetrate through their lines and get in behind them. And we don't we don't string any sort of sustained period of possession together. We don't do that other thing that we do, which is hem them in and move them about. Um, it was just chaos, a real lack of balance and a real lack of structure in the team. And that probably comes back to what we said earlier on about the um, the lack of familiarity with the players on the pitch and who they're playing beside, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But in saying that. They're a different side the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. Um, so it shows so it shows yes. it was possible. It could have been done. So we can sit here and make excuses, but yeah. you don't fix something like that in 45 minutes. No, it's and, and, and but uh, it also shows, you know, the, the first 10 minutes of the second half, you were we were doing all those things that, that you said. We were being patient, we were uh, moving them about uh, and 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 creating uh, the the possibility to to have a chance and but not real chances I think um, but but that confidence that we built up uh, in, in probably during uh, the halftime break uh, was brittle and 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 fragile and and it it ebbed away uh, very quickly again and and it became frantic again it, it what what we saw was was a team that that lacks lots of confidence and lacks familiarity lacks um, routine lacks you know um, uh, the, 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 the 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 what's it called muscle memory the uh, knowing what to do before you know what to do but then you've already done it and and all these things have you know to do with lots of things it has to do with with all the uh, the injuries that we have it has to do uh, with, with with confidence that has been you know uh, uh, a little bit damaged in the, in the last two games um, and, and you know the, the form is is such a word that that you you know you can only um, you know when players uh, have have a stretch of, of games that they uh, in which they don't play as well as they have been before then we say uh, you know they're lacking form but it's it's something 
uh, you only diagnose af- after the fact, and uh, it's it's, and I don't know what, what what's what that is form, but you know there are a few of our players who are lacking form at the same time, and, and I thought in, in the first half everybody was frantic except for Fabinho was my uh, uh, was my diagnosis, and um, uh, and and it it was it, it as if. Um, yeah, and Trent was was probably most at fault for this, but as if all of our players were trying to make amends immediately for for the the, the uh, for the goal that we conceded, and and every second ball was was as if, as if they tried to 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 deliver an assist or a killer ball, uh, and. And, and but we know that that we are better when we when we are patient and we uh, we know that they're going to ding in and you, you, we just handed them uh, everything that they wanted uh, an advantage uh, one nil ahead and they could uh, just you know um, um, wait for us to do something and try to react to that uh, so we handed them that advantage but then we handed them a further advantage just by playing so you know like 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 a, a headless chickens. Uh, frantic, uh, without an idea, and and uh, and especially if you have a player like Thiago, who can um, really help you dominate uh, possession, and and uh, and dominating possession uh, gives the other p- uh, players the, the the chance to to get into position and and, and get the stranglehold, and 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 then you'll score a goal. Um, but we didn't do all those things, and we only did them from minute 45 to minute 55, 60, something like that. And and then it ebbed away again, and it started getting frantic again. Um, it was it, it was I, I I was watching the game, and I I couldn't see where the goals could come from. I had no idea who would score because nobody was attempting to to shoot when they were in their position. Uh, n- nobody seemed to have a real idea of what we were trying to do. It, w- it was a very surreal, sur- surrealistic experience. Yeah, it's it's now, Dave, With the caveat, this obviously we are suffering from massive injuries. I think the impact that we're going to talk about the impact at the ba- at the back that Van Dijk's absence has. However, what I don't think hasn't been mentioned enough is his ability to to switch the play. Uh, with that big long diagonal pass, um, his ability to control the line and get us up to the halfway line, um, but you know, not that notwithstanding, you've obviously Kaida missing as well, which I think would have would have made an impact there. You've the other two centre halves also out. Fabinho, Fabinho not in midfield is a huge one as well. Like and exactly there is a knock on effect. Fabinho not in the midfield. We've got Henderson not in the midfield. I think it's fair to say that has an impact on both both Trent and Salah. But well, tonight, ridiculously, because of the situation, you've got two of our starting three central midfielders playing at centre back. Yeah. It's it's not the but the fact remains is that we are where we are. And yep. and that and that's the side that we can put out. But what and this is this is not just tonight. This is probably Spurs, West Brom, maybe Newcastle to a degree. But this looks like a side that's almost lacking in ideas and lacking in in creativity and invention. Yeah, uh, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, it's not pretty to watch. Um, it was. It, uh, Tonight, you're absolutely right. 
You know, the injuries are huge and nobody will talk about them because people reference them and then they just go, but we talk about it as, as if it, it, it hasn't happened. And that's that's the way we are. That's the way humans are. You reference them and then you go, ah, well, it is what it is. And, and that's, you know, unfortunately the case. Every side gets injuries. We've been absolutely massacred by them this year. There's 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 no doubt about it. Like, uh, and they have a huge effect. But it is a little bit like watching, or it was tonight, and has been the last two games, like watching us from pre Klopp times at certain points where, you, and I, I don't think I mean in terms of um, in terms of like having the ball or dominating or whatever so much, but, but just times where you just know that you're not going to score. And it's a little bit behind. Rafa sometimes, a little bit Rafa without uh, Torres. And a little bit Brendan, a little bit Kenny, maybe a little bit yeah. second, second season Kenny. When you're playing well and you feel you're not getting the rub of the green, but you just know that you're not going to score. And, um, they're, they're maybe going to nick one. You know, they're going to get a corner in the 84th and fucking nick one or whatever. You know, stupid shit. And that kind of stuff, or their keeper's going to have a whirly. You know, that kind of crap started to creep back into the vernacular. And, and that had completely gone for seasons. We, we, we had complete, we, we'd banished all that. Even the idea that someone's reserve keeper could come in and have a whirly wouldn't have mattered because we were so good. And now we're back to thinking about it a little bit. And it is because we're not finishing our chances. And I think, almost think, I almost think in a way it's it's all a bit of a knock-on. So a few games ago we were creating chances, say, we've been talking about it for quite a while that our front three are not as clinical as they could be. And there'll be games where we'd be out of sight. We could be out of sight if we take the bloody chances that we create, but we have a little bit of a, I oh, will get the next one. We'll get the next one mentality. I think after a while, perhaps psychologically, if you, if you begin to, you know, come off the ball and stop taking your chances, then, you know, everything just, just drops a bit. And the next one, the next one, after a while, it becomes a big deal that you haven't, you know, haven't created these chances and then you're trying too hard and then you're not creating the chances anymore. And, and it's all a bit of a bit of a circle, a bit of a cycle, and it probably it doesn't take much to get off that, if we're quite honest. But while you're on it, it's it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a spiral, and you're you're kind of, you know, you're kind of fucked. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is that that is going to change that, but the last few games we have looked a little bit devoid. I mean, even against Newcastle, we had the chances. And we did have the chances, and there were some clear-cut games, so that does stand out a little bit from, from the game. But still, we, we didn't take them, and you didn't necessarily think we were going to take them. You did think, again, there was this narrative of Darlow's going to have a, or is having a worldly. And it's a bit annoying, you know, you, you just want to take those chances, you just want to have the confidence to take the chances. Would it be unfair to say that, that we lack a bit of hunger? Uh, I thought... I thought there was this uh, uh, a chance in the first half for for Mane, and he could have headed the ball, but uh, the defender just nicked it uh, from him. And and there was another chance for him again, yeah, um, um, a pullback from from Robbo this time, <clears throat> and he, he 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 was waiting for the ball, and uh, the defender this time Diallo, I believe, 
again nicked it as if you know and this is just reading into it and interpreting but it looked like we we weren't as hungry as we would have been like you know the Essen Villa game last year in which we were 1-0 behind and and managed to win it 2 to 1 in, in the last 3 minutes this was nothing like that game i think for me Beryl, <clears throat> there is a frustration about our performances there and i think it's born out of a number of things you know the referee does not cover himself in glory by any means there's there's a couple of there's a couple of penalty decisions there that if it was another team and another ref that you might well see two penalties be given i think there's there's Salah getting headlock wrestled to the floor and nothing's given there's Milner getting emptied on the right hand side after he delivers a cross and no free kick and with the results going, the injuries that have that have happened, that I saw after like ten minutes or so, Robertson tries to go outside a fella, and it's Armstrong. I think he gets in front of him, he turns around, and Robertson just kicks him, like he he literally just lashes out at him, and that is a player frustrated. And there, I think, with that in mind, I think there is a lack of clarity in players' minds of what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And that affects decision-making. That affects then, in turn, how quickly you move the ball if you're second-guessing yourself all the time. And that, I feel, is is one of the things that's impacting us. Do you think, do you think at this point we've just had, like, one kick in the teeth too many? No, I, I, I will still back us. Uh, you know, um, uh, we are fuming and we are uh, unhappy of, of, uh, of how, how the, the season has been unfolding. But, uh, you know, at the same time, we are um, uh, we, we, we are still top. Uh, we, we can be, uh, you know, we, we could be uh, not top uh, in, in a couple of games. But, you know, uh, what I'm trying to say is that we have had a, our fair share of bad luck, lots of injuries. Um, uh, which uh, have a, have a, have an immense uh, effect on 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 what is happening. You know, you know, we talked about Virgil van Dijk, and and you're absolutely right. Uh, he he is crucial for the way we play, and, and that's why uh, we started to win when he uh, when he when we uh, when we transferred him. Um, and, and and there is a knock on effect on 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 all. Sorts of uh, um, on on on, uh, on all areas, but I I I, I seem to perceive uh, that that you know our players looked more hungry, more more uh, as if they um, uh, you know tried everything and 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 you know to to, to speak a. a, a um, um, a bit over the top, you know, almost give their lives to to, to win a game, and and it seems that that type of hunger, it, it isn't hundred percent anymore. It's ninety nine percent, something like that. But uh, but you're also, uh, I, 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 this was a, a an interesting moment, and there was some frustration about what the uh, um, what the referee was doing, and he was giving everything that was in doubt to them. 
and the, and if you look at the statistics of the fouls, it's 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 ridiculous uh, how uh, it's all skewed in in in, in the favor of, of Southampton. Um, and 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 uh, and a bit of me was was happy with with him lashing out at Armstrong. He took a bit of a risk, but um, so yeah, there is frustration, and I and I I like seeing that frustration. You know, we are frustrated, and I'm I'm glad they are frustrated as well. But uh, I can also see the other point that that, that you're making that um, there seems to be a lack of an idea. We, we we were very much in control of what we were doing. We knew what we were doing, and we we wouldn't panic if we would concede a goal. I remember a game against uh, Arsenal uh, at Anfield, in which they uh, they scored a good goal uh, against us, and uh, and they were you know um, being hailed as as a team in. Uh, um, uh, that, that was on the up, and and we annihilated them after that. And and we knew we would, uh, we were nowhere in doubt. But I, I, when when we conceded this goal, I had doubts that we could be able to uh, to win this game. Uh, and and it it was clear that the players had these doubts as well. And 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 this is telling us something. And mm. and you know. Uh, again, we're only halfway, and and we, we can we can easily still win this uh, this this uh, championship if we uh, if if we get our, our shit together <laughs> to, to put it that like that. Um, but we need to put our shit together pretty soon, I think, because we are we are now losing lots of points and 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 giving uh, margins to to teams that you know and that that may be less forgiving yeah see if i don't know what do you think um it, it's it all seems it all seems a bit too much hard work for us at the minute and it i think i i think i mentioned this to you um, I think it was West Brom or Newcastle. That there was was it a mentality thing? Is there a mentality issue that's creeping in here? And to me, it seems a little bit like we have been affected by maybe because this is remember this is supposed to be the team that that rallies against adversity. That every time it gets knocked down, it picks itself up again and takes itself a level higher than it even was before. And at this point in time, it looks almost like we've gone back to the well and lo and behold, it's dry. <clears throat> and I don't want to be hyperbolic think, or anything. And I'm, you know, we're recording just right after the game here. But I think yeah, it's this, always more this, emotional. Right? Yeah, it is more emotional. And I, I don't want to I don't want to have, a, you know, an emotional assessment of the game. But to me, this this defeat, particularly away from home, for me, this has been in the post. Yeah, I think it has. I mean, I think it's been in the post. I think I think that's fair because we've talked about the last few games, haven't we? We've talked about Newcastle. We've talked about West Brom. And although we've not lost the games, um, I think I sort of uh, mentioned or referenced the loss on the last pod I was on after the West Brom game because it had felt like a defeat. And now we have finally been beaten and I should reiterate finally because it's the second defeat all season um, I know it seems worse Reds but really it's only the second defeat all season um, so this is the thing Chief I think yes it is only the second defeat all season but it doesn't really feel like it and I think that that feeds into the players because if you think about even you I know so, yeah. if you think 
about things that have gone against us. The the Everton disallowed goal that people still think, don't understand I why. Is, I think this this is a key point, and I think I want to I want to stop you there because I think more than anything else, I think the decisions which have been going against us on such a consistent basis, I think they begin to gnaw away at your soul. If you're actually, I mean, they gnaw away at mine, and I'm just watching on TV. If you're actually putting your heart and soul and all your effort and all your energy and all your waking thoughts into trying to achieve something and you feel like you're getting fucked over at pretty much every possible opportunity where you can be, it is going to start to gnaw away at your soul. And I think you even see that a little bit with the reactions on the pitch. Our good friends, uh, my, uh, uh, who... who uh, sit and tell us about football from the Sky Studios might want to call it a lack of discipline or whatever, but you can see it in, in Robbo's hack tonight on Armstrong, you can see it in Mane's reaction at kicking out kicking out towards the end whenever he gets bundled over he's, he's been manhandled all game and he's got nothing they know it, they're not idiots, you know what I mean they know what's fair and have played you know, they know what's not and they know how decisions are going whenever they're making the fouls and what it takes for them to get a decision. So I think when you're when you week after week those fouls are are stacked up in the opposition's column and and you rarely get anything. I think and and when you have particularly big goals, big winning moments taken away from you when and I'm talking about Everton here particularly when nobody can demonstrably show you why. When nobody can point at anything and say it's well, look, this this is why that you did this or you were offside here. Look, you can see there's nothing, there's nothing that anyone can say because there's still not been a pain. There's because it, there is no distance, so there is no gap. So how can you, you know, how can you eventually you can you can write off a few, and if you win games, if you if you do enough to win the games, it's water off a duck's back. But if these controversial decisions are costing you points, Brighton, Everton, you know, the list goes on. Um, you begin you begin to lose the rag a little bit. And I think we are seeing that a bit. And that, on top of everything else, really doesn't help. I mean, already you've got no fans. You've, you've got players, your best players out injured. You've got players who specifically injured those players with horror tackles getting away with it. Pickford, I'm looking at you. Um, and, you know, you've got... We're also we're also looking at Richardson there as well, by the way. We are, absolutely. You know, Liverpool are ticking along lovely. And we go to Everton, we go to Kirsten Park, and we get absolutely maimed. <laughs> Nobody's talking really about that. I mean, that's com- completely changed our season. You know, we go to Goodison Park, first 15 minutes, we absolutely shit on them. We make them look like Bogner. If they're even still a team, and then we lo and behold, fucking Kung Fu Pickford, and you know everything's a little bit different. Uh, Kung Fu Pickford and and a linesman who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and a VAR official who's just making up making stuff up, basically. Um, so anyway, you get robbed, and and you know everything knocks on, everything knocks on, and it's not excuses; it's just how you might be feeling. So I'm not. Um, I wouldn't blame them if they are feeling a little bit raggedy. They look like they need a couple of weeks off, to be honest. They look like they need a beach and a cocktail and to forget the fuck about football for a couple of weeks and then come back 
and blitz it, but that opportunity is not afforded this year. It's even more intense than normal. When you've got all this going on, and you've got games every two to three days, and there's no fucking break, you know, maybe something's got to give. And trust that there, and everybody there, is professional, certainly professional enough, and certainly clued in enough psychologically to kind of know what's going on, and to get a grip of the situation. Uh, I think you're right in saying the win, the, the defeat has sort of been in the post uh, in the sense that we're not really playing very well, but you can look at another team that's not playing very well and is just picking up win after win after win um, because they are getting the rub of the green. Shall we just call it that for want of causing an argument? Um, so it's not always about playing well. Yes, it would be nice to play well every week, but you do need everyone, you know, and that means everyone, the officials included, to, to do their job and, and, and you know, remain remain fair um and yeah there are many th- many factors contributing but that sees mentality thing and can be i suppose it can be fragile you can believe in it too much you can become in danger of, of, of sort of sucking in the hype a, a little bit too much and it would be good if if we could you know if everyone could just get around and sort of Go back again and, and hit it up because as you as you rightly say it is it is only halfway stage and as I mentioned it is only our, our second defeat and as things stand we are still joint top even although they they have a game in hand um, but we do play them uh, on the seventeenth so you know it's it's all in our hands really um, it isn't it isn't a crisis it is slightly odd for us after so long but uh, but yeah I think onwards and upwards really uh, we've got to basically make that the, the low point of the season. Yeah. Beryl, the um the siege mentality point that Chief makes is interesting and um I think siege mentality is obviously a thing. It works. It galvanizes a group. It gives them a common goal to go and work towards. But it's draining on the body and it's even more draining on the mind and the soul. And you know you can point to, for example, Jose Mourinho has who, Jose, Jose Mourinho, who's had a lot of success employing this particular psychological tactic, if you would like. However, we know, everybody knows that Mourinho's shelf life with the team is three years max. And normally sometimes during that third year, things start to fall apart and things start to go wrong. Because, you know, a, a human being only has so much that they can give. Everybody has a breaking point and that can manifest itself in a number of different ways, whether it's frustration, whether it's people, you know, hiding and disappearing from the games, decision-making being affected. And, you know, do you think that that is, is playing in to our performances, given all of the adversity that we've come up against, particularly this season with the injuries and the decisions? Yeah. There is a fine line between uh, between the siege mentality and feeling, uh, you know, that that you have been uh, uh, treated um, treated uh, unjustly and feeling sorry for yourself. If you fall into the trap of feeling sorry for yourself, then you know that would be uh, um, uh, counterproductive. Um, and and you know, if, if you mention uh, Mourinho, I think. You know the fact with Mourinho is is that everything is 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 instrumental. He he seems to use things uh, and and they don't seem his, his emotions don't seem 
um, authentic uh, because of that. And I don't think um, a club can be um, accused of something like that. He, he doesn't seem to be someone who is trying to manipulate. No, I, I, was, I think I think you're right. Jose does manipulate the situation to that effect, but in in turn, it the decisions and the situation and circumstance it's having this effect on our team. Yeah, you know uh, that's why I start with um, feeling sorry for yourself. You know, if you if you uh, um, uh, and and we are we are being treated unjustly. You know, I, I'm I'm trying to be as objective as I can, and and uh, you know, uh, granted, I am not objective because I'm a Liverpool fan, but you know. Still, I'm also um, um, someone. I'm an adult, and I can I can uh, try to uh, try to see things from from another viewpoint. And and uh, if if you look at uh, how um, how uh, who, it's it's the ex Arsenal player, the, the foul on on Milner. You know, Milner is trying to 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 make a a, a cross. He, he he gets to make the cross, but he he gets completely it's 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 a red card offense by what's his name i forgot his name uh, walcott walcott and um and 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 th- there isn't even a free kick uh, let alone a, a var a review of the situation etc and 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 these are things that are unjust um and 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 you know we we mentioned the, the everton game which is you know an atrocity i think uh, and you can start making this. You know, can use use this as an as an excuse. Uh, we lost, but uh, uh, the referee was uh, was was shit. And and the, the fact that the referee is shit shouldn't be used as an excuse. But you should use it to to say, okay, you, okay, you try to to fuck us over, but we will still win it and show you. And that's what the siege mentality is, and this is what we can use. And I think uh, this is something we need to use at this point. I was wondering. Uh, I, I just looked at um, at Twitter to to see what how, uh, how how Klopp reacted to this to this game, and I was wondering would he say something about refereeing? Because you know, if you complain about the refereeing, it would it's it's uh, especially you know it's everywhere. But but in in, in I think in in England it's it's even. More so uh, perceived as moaning. Yeah, you shouldn't complain about the refereeing. But you know, um, how can you not con- uh, um, um, complain about the refereeing when the refereeing is 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 this bad? So he has um, he has said uh, said something about it. He, he, what, what he said was um, th- there are no excuses for uh, our performance. But uh, I don't think uh, what Mariner uh, how Mariner refereed this game was okay. And this is the way you should do it. And 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 this, if it's not used as a trick, and I don't think it's a trick because you know um, we have all seen uh, how we have been um, you know uh, treated by uh, the by referees in this in this season. If you don't use it as a trick, you can use it to galvanize your your team and, and say, okay, let's let's show them we we are uh, uh, we have lots of injuries also because of of you know bad refereeing uh, and we have lost points that we shouldn't have lost um, but let's show them anyhow let's show them that we 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 are still the best team in this country and this this you know i i remember that we um, there was a um uh it's the the game against wolverhampton last last season 
Um, we won it 1-0, but it wasn't our best game. And I remember uh, Henderson being very angry about it. And, there, and um, uh, apparently there, there was a, a team meeting after this game. I think th- this game, this uh, you know, these this run of games calls for uh, for a team meeting. Uh, if we, we haven't had one, uh, we need to um, f- find a purpose, uh, um, um, uh, you know, define our goal. And this could be, let's show it to them. Let's show that even if they fuck us over as, as much as they do, uh, even if they are, reward a penalty every uh, you know two games uh, to to Manchester United, then we are still top and we are still the best team in this country. Th- this is a way you should you could use this to your benefit. Yeah, it's it's a fine balance as we say, and I just wonder is that is that has that well been spent, and have we gone too far the other way? The other thing, Chief, That's, is go ahead. I know I just wanted to sort of back up. Barrel on the on the on the team meeting idea. I, I, I don't know how how you felt, man, but watching the watching them, you, you just felt they need a wee they need a wee chat. Like, they need. I mean, I'm sure they're obviously doing that. You know, I'm sure Klopp is there all the time, and they're they're discussing a lot. But just a wee, you know, just a wee. I don't know. We bonded session. We something. They just looked a little bit fucked off and a little bit dejected and a little bit. Like strangers, almost. Yeah, yeah, they look like they look like they look like the weight of the world was on their shoulders tonight. Yeah, um, and they need a wee, need a wee night out at a private bowling alley or something. Yeah, the other thing that can the other thing that can arrest this sort of situation, um, and we've got to remember, this team has been together for you know three years now, probably. Um, it's evolved certainly, but there comes a time when teams will find a way to effectively play against you. And once one team does it, another team can look at that. And, and there's more and more of a sample size and there's more and more evidence and analysis that can be looked at that um, teams can assess and think, well, okay, well, we can go out and we can do that. You know, we don't have to be the best players in the world to do that. And Jota and, and Thiago were, were brought in to address that, I feel. And to give us a bit more unpredictability and take our game on to a different level, but we've been starved of those two. You know, I don't have they played in the same team together. I'm not sure. Um, but again, see, it, it's just something else that's not going our way, and something else that's potentially affecting the mentality of the squad. Ach, we've just been scuppered on sort of all angles this season. Like it's I mean, all levels, isn't it? And I can understand yeah. how the lads will could just just go. Do you know what? What's the fucking point? Do you know what I mean? There's mad up off injured again. Fuck's sake. And then we let it go. And then we can see it. And then, and then right, we can, that's, that's busy like us. That'd be well, like it, us. Well, yeah, you know, you know, I think we've probably all played football at some sort of level. You know, I know myself. You know, when you, when you have course. a kick. And, you know, you go back to the Minule and the Carrius thing. You know, when, when your keeper's shit and he, he throws another one in, you're just like, what's the point? Well, you nobody's, know, nobody's stupid, are they? I mean, that's the, the whole point. Footballers, they're not stupid at all. And, you know, emotion plays a huge part. Momentum, all these, all these unquantifiables that are part of football. Um, you know, psychology, everything that's going through your head has an effect. But you know, I, I, I don't, really, I don't really want to over egg it so too much. I mean, I think 
I don't think it's a. We're obviously not in the best part of our season. Having said that, we still haven't lost a game in December since two thousand since Klopp's first half season. So we've gotten through to January before before losing the game. Um, January is notoriously a shit month for us and has been anyway because we gen- tend to have a fucking banging December. So it's no change there. It wasn't a great game, but when it comes down to they 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 win from a goal they scored after a minute from a debatable free kick because we've got two centre mids playing at centre back and one of them is 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 a yard too deep. It's one of them, you know. It it happens, and yes, it's off the back of some some steel performances, but given the situation, given the injuries, given the intensity playing every two days, every three days, and haven't done that since the very beginning of the season with no no respite, no let up. Players going away on international duties when whenever there has been any any break at all. So you can understand it all. Now I don't want to just like explain it all away by that because we need to we need to find something that they, they do need to go again and I'm sure that they will. Obviously not not having as you say, teams do learn to play against you, but and and we did bring those lads in, Thiago and Jota, to make a difference. And, and you know, Jota was making a massive difference. And Thiago looks like he, he certainly will make a difference. Although we weren't really able to use him to to the best uh, to his best tonight because of our frantic play, as was was referenced earlier. But you know, we're still getting used to playing with him anyway. To be fair, um, but I don't think to come back to it. I don't think it's such a so much about teams having learned to play against us per se. I think it's it's a bit more to do with the with the with the inconsistency of the lineups that are going out week in week out, with the lack of training time, with the lack of preparation time, with um, as we said, with you know different back fives every week, pretty much uh, different midfields, sometimes different back fives with different midfields, different goalkeepers we've been playing this season. I mean, everything has been has been up in the air. And I would hope that with the you know second half of the season to come, we'll be able to get some degree, a bit more of a degree of, of control on what's happening. Players will hopefully begin to come back more than more than go out in terms of injuries. Um, with a bit of luck, we'll sort out our well, we'll we'll address the centre back issue in January, and because I don't think we can go to the end of the season like we are. Uh, if we do, I don't think we'll win the league. Um, yeah, so let's just let's just move on to that now, Chief. I think it was mentioned in the group by a number of people. Um, I think the fact that you know we saw we saw uh, Reese Williams come on against West Brom and and struggle certainly for pace. He gets done a couple of times. He is not a fully grown boy yet, let's be honest. Um, I think against Newcastle, um, Nat Phillips, he takes a really good first touchdown on the right-hand touchdown and he smashes it into the stand. And as that performance kind of went on throughout that match, I think we saw every reason why we wanted to sell him and every reason why we weren't able to sell him. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And... He drops Henderson back in there and completely compromises his midfield, let's be honest. Um, he's got two boys in there who are just back from long, long-term injuries and Jeannie running around trying to do everything. Um, and the, 
does that decision to drop Henderson back in there? Because that that cannot be. I, I understand how Fabinho could be a long term fix there. That that's that's not a question. They went into Hendo the season. Can. Yeah, they went into the season planning that he was going to play yeah. games at centre half, and there was specific coaching around playing that role, etc. But Henderson is not a long term solution at centre half by any fucking stretch of the imagination. No chance. There's no chance. He's just not a centre back. I mean, of course he's not. Why would he be? He's never played there. He's not been not been trained to play there. He did well tonight, and he, he, he you know, does well anytime he's asked to drop in anywhere. Yeah, I actually think he's unlucky for the goal chief, but I think he's just a bit naive. He gets yeah. he gets pushed to he gets pushed deep by a Southampton player, which and ends up. I think up... it's a it's a little bit like that for 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 Williams as well. I'm not convinced that he's that slow. I just. I don't think he's cottoned on quickly enough in, in those occasions, and he's you know he's being outrun by the quicker thinker. If you see what I mean, because that player's already on the move and he knows what's going to happen. Yeah, he's not playing on the half turn. Is that what you mean? Yeah, pretty much. And so he's losing all that he's losing all that pace by or all that distance by by not knowing what's about to happen, by not being on his toes, by not being on the half turn. So I think I think that's something that will develop in his game. Obviously, uh, with the more experience that he has, the more games that he plays. Um, but let's be honest, neither of those two lads should have been getting games in our first team this season. Not neither of them. And the fact that we basically had to rotate them between Champions League and Premier League, it's a fucking horror show to have to be doing that. Like, like make no mistake about it. And we've done bloody well to be where we are at the end of it. But you've got, we've gotten away with it now. We're not getting away with it for the second half of the season. So push whatever buttons need. Well, to in, in truth, Chief, we've, we've stopped getting away with it. Let's be honest. Well, that's what I mean. But we've got we've gotten it now, and as I said, we're top. You know, so we have gotten away with it. But now we're, we're, we've stopped, and of course we have because the 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 shine has rubbed off. We've lost a game, a couple of games this season. We've drawn too many games. We've drawn against teams that we shouldn't be drawn against. The Fulhams, the West Brom. So when other teams see that, they think, oh, fucking Liverpool aren't, aren't no great shakes anymore. We'll have a go. We, we can do that. And it works uh, because, lo and behold, our confidence isn't what it, what it was because we're going, fuck me, we've, we've drawn with Fulham. We've, fuck, fuck, we've drawn with West Brom. Fuck, we're, we're drawing every week now. What's going on? We can't score. Ah, we're in our own heads. And so on and so on. And it, it all just multiplies a little bit. So... So yeah, we are going to need to make that move, and I know a lot of people will will pontificate, and uh, there'll be a lot of discussion, and rightly so, because there always is. There'll be a lot of cloak and daggers, and smoke and mirrors, and whatever other cliches I care to think of here. But um, it has to get done, whatever it is, whether it's whether it's Botman from 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 Lille, or whether it's um, whatever it is. I don't know who else. Whether it's Ben White from from Brighton. Whatever. Upon Meccano, whatever way you say his name. Yeah, exactly. Upon Meccano from, from Leipzig, although that seems unlikely given we drew them in the, in the Champions yeah, League. true. But um, it could happen. If it does, I'm sure there's going to be a massive premium there. Like. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, we've got to get, get the work done and it has to happen in Jan if we're serious about winning the league. Yeah, that's that's fair. Beryl, some interesting quotes from, from Klopp via Paul Joyce. Um today um or yesterday sorry um Jurgen Klopp has said signing a stop gap to plug a hole in Liverpool's um defense um is it makes no sense 
and believes that a lack of finance means Premier League clubs face a difficult transfer window. Um, Klopp only sees value in recruiting the right player who would have a long-term role at the club and improves his squad, which makes the prospect of a sign this month much more difficult. Um, so, what what do you read from that? And what, what do you think about, you know, the fact that, is the fact that he's come out, he said that, he's saying, look, I understand the situation. John Henry, Michael Edwards, Mike Gordon, etc. But here's the situation I'm in, and he sticks Jordan Henderson at centre half today. Yeah, I was just going to ask that because you know we've talked about Mourinho before. If, if Mourinho would have uh, would have pulled such a, uh, he'd have put uh, himself at centre half today, Mourinho. <laughs> yeah, just just to show everyone that how how much you know he, he, how difficult his job is um i, I don't think uh, that's um what what uh, what Klopp was doing um uh, you know i don't want to be naive but i, I don't think uh, th- this is um uh, he always uh, is is part of his team and i don't think his team would have trusted him any longer if he would have pulled a trick on them and and if they would have seen that Phillips and uh, and Williams, uh, Reese Williams, um, w- were good enough in, in training or in, in the games, and uh, he didn't uh, he didn't select them just to make a point. Then his team wouldn't uh, his team wouldn't trust him anymore because you know authenticity is is part of his 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 core uh, identity. I think. Yeah, so, that's that's a hundred percent fair. The the thing here is though, Beryl, that you know he can go to those guys and he can say, listen. I've given both these lads a fair shot, like an absolutely fair crack of the whip. And you've seen what I've seen. And I feel the only option I have now is to put my captain, who's a midfielder, alongside that other boy who plays midfield at centre half. So, you now, know, well, here we are. Are you gonna Are you gonna help me out? Are you gonna support me? Uh, you know, I I don't think he needs to to. Uh, I I really think he he thought this was his best shot as winning this game because. I think the game plan was to um, to uh, to play out from the back and to um, to make uh, to take advantage of the, the high line that uh, that Southampton plays. But you know, if you concede within one and a half minutes, you know, you know this this plan doesn't uh, function anymore. So I really think uh, don't think that this was a trick. But at the same time, you know, uh, he wouldn't play he wouldn't play Henderson. As a centre back, if he really did need to, we don't have Matip, we don't have Gomez, we don't have Virgil Van Dijk, and we sold Lovren, uh, which was, you know, uh, the right call, I think. So we obviously need uh, a new centre back, um, and uh, we've we've talked about, you know, uh, the stopgap versus um, uh, a, a real transfer. Um, as someone we already would have targeted in the summer or not, and and uh, it's 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 almost as if we have a, a bit of an idea of what we're talking about, because uh, this is exactly what we said. We don't do stop gaps, but we must have had plans to to get uh, a a good centre back, a young centre back who can um, who can. Um, you know, um, replace Matip as a third choice or even um, be a replacement for Gomez or Virgil van Dijk uh, in, in years to come. Uh, and 
uh, if we had these plans, and, and uh, again, we must have had these plans for next summer, um, this is an emergency. Nobody could have foreseen that we would we would lose not only Virgil van Dijk, but also uh, Gomez, um, that Matip would be out for injuries uh, lots of times. Yeah, we could have foreseen that, but this means that we need to um, to expedite the plan that we would have had for next summer. Uh, and uh, so, if, and if the plan was Upamecano, then maybe we need to, to get uh, get get to to uh, the the second option on the list. Uh, and I don't know who that is, but you know, lots of names have been touted. Um, uh, Sven Botman was, you know, I, I have seen him play, and uh, he, he there is really something to him. But at the same time, I I, I wasn't thinking uh, last season in the in in the Eredivisie in, in the Netherlands. This is a player who can play for for Liverpool next season. It it, it would have surprised me. He seems to have developed really quickly uh, in in, uh, in in the French league. Okay, I don't know. Uh, um, and if um, the data that Michael Edwards, uh, his, uh, his club of, of, of super nerds, uh, says he's up for it, then okay. Uh, and there is uh, another name that's been touted. It's Gleison Bremer or Bremer. Or that, you know, he, he's um, uh, um, a Brazilian uh, playing at Torino. Uh, his name has been touted, and there's also another name, uh, uh, also a Brazilian player from AS Roma, um, Ibanez. Uh, and I can't say I, I know Bremer or Ibanez. I've seen uh, Botman um, lots of times. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not really convinced of, of any of these games, of any of these names, pardon me. But it's it's fairly obvious that we really need to act, and 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 the, the action should not be a stopgap, someone who can uh, fill the gap um, for the next six six months. But um, the plan we had for next summer, um, for a little more money uh, in January, but you know something needs to happen. This is clear for me. If it will happen, is not clear. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't really know where to go with this, Chief. It's. Yeah, but what he said there, what, what Klopp said, this sounds very much like he's responding to, to a direct question about will you be looking for a stopgap or you know will you be will you be looking for you know someone to come in and 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 be that next defender and I think it's clear as we've we've all said it and uh, we discussed a couple of weeks ago I think on the pod as well. It's not going to be a stopgap. Um, so whatever whatever was the plan does have to be brought forward, and it it is just <clears throat> it is just one of them where where your hands being totally forced. Um, it's not that bad given that I think we I think it, we're, we all pretty much think I think most Liverpool fans would agree that we we, we probably were going to sign a, a top name centre back um, at, in the summer because of Lovren going and Matip's injuries and you know, so on and so on. Um, so it would just be bringing it forward a bit. Is it a little bit of a message to to, to, to the owner, 
Yes, a little bit, not in such a, an obvious and in-your-face way as Mourinho does, but there is a... And I, I agree with Birol. I do think that he picked this team because he thinks it's the bet was the best eleven to win the games. But I think that's because he's he's seen enough of Williams, he's seen enough of Phillips to know he doesn't want to be playing them in Premier League games at the moment. Phillips probably never. Williams maybe in the future, but certainly not now. Um, and I think it it is just one of them where it was a necessity. He thought it was the right thing to do, but as Birol alludes to. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to work out that we we need a fucking centre back if you're putting if you're putting out those those um, players at at centre back who are midfielders and seriously weakening our midfield because of that. Um, so it is just something that has to happen. It is a break glass situation. The emergency is here. We're we're living it. We're in the middle of it, and we need to we need to put the fire out. Yeah, another situation, chief. That's. We're right in the middle of, um, which needs to be resolved immediately, is Wijnaldum's contract. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, he could he could sign for anybody. He could he could he could just walk off the pitch today and just went, you know what, fuck this. Um, is Barn uh, AC Milan? Yeah, all right. Just give me just find me a pen. Somebody get me a pen. Um, so you know, I, I don't really at this. Stage of the game, he's not a player I, I want to lose um, at all. I might feel differently in a year's time. I might feel differently in two years' time. But right now, he's not a player that I want to, to use or to lose. So, I don't know. Do you think that gets done? Do you, do you think, and I'm, I'm maybe getting, putting two and two together and getting 15 here, but the fact that do we potentially need to sacrifice Wijnaldum? In order to go out and address the centre half issue. Oh, I hope. I really hope not. I would. I know. I would, I would doubt it very much, but you never know. You never know. They we're not privy to to the to the inner goings on of of the accounts and how they exactly work. Uh, you know, to the to the to the details of the penny and so on. I would I would very much hope that a club that's worth two billion or was worth two billion pre COVID. Um, has enough of a contingency to be able to to get around that. I also, yeah, because because what, what we hear the contracts on the table, and what, yeah. and, and and I think that I think that's it. I think if I think if if he doesn't want this contract, then there is not a there is not another contract. There is not further negotiations. Well, I, I, it's I take think, it or leave it sort of deal. Yeah, I think that I think that's always going to be the case with with FSG and with Liverpool and the way that we run. The, the business side of things and the contractual side of things they were they're obviously loath to sign him for too long on too much money because of his age and because of his the mileage in his legs and so on yeah it's three so, years supposedly yeah so they're not going to be they're not going to at the last minute do an arsenal and give him 300 grand a week <laughs> you know you know what i mean like like they did with Ozil. so i mean liverpool aren't going to do that so it, so it is on the table i agree with you i don't want to lose him Having said that, I I, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be surprised if he did decide after this you know this season that maybe it's been long enough in England maybe what is it now seven six years if you include Newcastle maybe a bit longer in England is is maybe long enough and you know at least one Premier League title maybe two Premier League titles maybe it's you know also a Champions League maybe two Champions League titles maybe you'll think. You know, Milan sounds nice, or I I do like the Bavarian Alps. You know, <laughs> who knows? And who would blame him? I wouldn't want to lose him either. I mean, you know, 
can you imagine this se- what the season would have been like had he gone in the summer and we'd had the same injury situation? I mean, we'd be we'd be fifteenth or something. I mean, I don't know where we'd be because he's been the foundation, the linchpin of 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 the midfield. He's, he's probably, I would say, played more minutes than any other player again this season. Um, I think only Rob has played more. If I can jump uh, in for for just a second, uh, the, the word in the, in the Dutch media is that he really wants to say, and okay. the, that they uh, and that they think uh, the ch- chances are. Uh, that he will stay uh, rather than uh, him leaving. And um, Ryan Babel joined in and said, you know, that, that he uh, he left uh, Liverpool and 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 still um, uh, I felt sorry that, that he that he had left and it was a wrong uh, the wrong decision, etc. And and he was urging uh, Genie to stay because nothing compared to uh, to play. Uh, for Liverpool uh, uh, in the Premier League. Well, I mean that's always, well, that's always yes. It's, it's, it's encouraging. It's encouraging news, and, and we can only hope hope that that gets done. So, but yeah, uh, just one final thing. It'd be good to get them both, wouldn't it? Get Genie contract tied down and, and get this this centre back done. Yeah, we we were saying this about Thiago in, in the summer as well. It'd be good to get Thiago and get Genie to stay, and all and that this happened. happened. I know, and, and that did happen. But it it seems to be we continue to ask for we continue to ask for the moon, and we continue to be given the moon. So um, I just wonder when we don't get what we ask for, and and all of the toys really do get get tossed right out of the pram um, by a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I just my, my thing on it is there's always a balance sheet and there's always you know there's plans and there's um, there's forecasts and and you know that they're all very well and good, but and you generally you have you have to stick by them and it makes sense to do so. This is basically, I mean, we we don't have to, we don't have to to sign a centre back. We could, we could chance it, but if we do chances, the chances are we're not going to retain the the league title. And the question, and, and FSG must know that, the owners must know that, Klopp must know that. So, you know, it's quite a it's quite a clear decision to make. Do we? There's no guarantee that signing the centre back means that you do win the title either, but. If you do miss out by a few points, because they just keep getting penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty, um, if you do miss out by a few points and you didn't buy a centre back, then then you're always going to rue it. And FSG don't seem like the kind of company, given their given their their other interests and their baseball and whatever and their history, that once they get to the top spot, they don't seem like the the, the type of group that gives it up easily. And I think they're more likely to go okay. If if what you need is out there, we'll we'll, we'll pay that extra. Because for me, in a long term sense, it makes more sense to remain on top than to than to, to give somebody else that chance, especially if it's your biggest rivals. Yeah, absolutely. All right, then, lads, we'll we'll wrap it up there. It's been a sobering experience tonight. The first the first sobering experience I think any in a of few us weeks. have had in quite some <laughs> quite a number of weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm still not sober yet. So. No, well, you and me both. Um, so um, I think it, it, it's just it's a strange situation to be in, and I think 
we do tend to be very, very reactionary because I think this is really the first time under Klopp's tenure that we haven't been on a, a sustained upward tra- trajectory. Um, this is the Villa game happened, but it happened in isolation. Whereas what we're starting to see now is, is a run of maybe three or four games where we know the performances haven't been there. And don't get me wrong, we've been here before, but when the performances weren't there, the, the results came. And, and those are the games that, that won us the title last year. And those are the games that took us so close to the year before. So um, it really does need to be arrested as quickly as possible. And on that note, um, until after Aston Villa, I guess... Um, up the please no more short corners with the last kick of the game reds 